The Geico 500 has come and gone for the NASCAR Cup Series. There's a lot to discuss from Sunday and the weekend as a whole, and I even have something nice to say about Harrison Burton next. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Racing with Jesse Rosinski. Hopefully, you're having a good Monday, or whenever you're listening to this, wherever you're watching this. It was a long weekend. There's still a lot to come, but um, <clears throat> it was one of those days, I guess is how I'll put it, in Alabama for NASCAR Cup Series on Sunday. Uh, you know, some of the racing was okay. Some of it was abysmal. There's some moves that people made that I don't understand. And uh, there's a bunch of stuff I'm still not sure how to feel about when it comes to, you know, NASCAR and stuff that happened during it. Some stuff, you know, little things, some things, you know, I heard solutions from people on the social media on Racing Rosinski, you know, going through Twitter and all that. But, you know, some things I didn't like, I still don't like the stage break cautions because I thought it went well in Coda. And I think, you know, at tracks like da- yeah, all of them, like road courses make sense, plate tracks, you know. Now just let them everywhere. Let them go back and have actual strategy and figure it out. That'd be great for them to figure, you know, something and do that. Um, having plate races where track position is paramount because they can't just move through the field anymore. Passing is more difficult. I don't like that. And they're the ones that kept saying it all weekend, not me. You know, there's some guys we saw Austin Hill just fly through the field. I mean, there were some, but you know, it did seem you know much more difficult lately. Three years to pass there. You know, and, you know, at least carve your way through the field easily. And especially this year, because they really didn't seem to want to go three wide at all. Granted, you know, it's normally the most, not the most likely or favored thing, but they still were able to do it and they could do it. And they didn't seem really big on that. And, you know, there's also a really good idea I saw on Twitter that if they're going to have big tracks like this, why not have the choose cone on the back straightaway? Because they can figure it out and it'll be all lined up. By the time, you know, they come back around instead of wasting a whole extra lap, that's, you know, really, really dumb that they do that. We all know they're doing it just to kill more laps, kill more time, you know, more commercials because they're killing more time, you know, all of that. But, you know, I find that to be ridiculous. I've never liked it. And, you know, that was that was a really good idea, I think. You know, moving it from the front stretch to the back stretch so they could have the lights on, get back there, turn it off. Here comes the choose, da 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 and Taldeg is so big they could do that, get back around, problem solved. Because Taldeg is big enough that it's pretty much as big as a mile and a half, so they literally have no problem being ready. By the time they come around, so that was a really good idea to help at least fix some of that stupid and you know, waste less time. And the cautions taking so long. Like, some of those cautions were enough to make your head actually physically explode with how long it took them to, you know, get everyone back going again i will get into that more but those are just you know some of those things i still don't know how to feel about them except for that idea for that guy putting the choose cone on the back straightaway that was genius and it would help a lot but we all know it's all about commercials and sponsors sorry for the chair and not actually you know racing in airtime but enough of that let's get to the race the geico 500 stages of 60 60 and 68 i did agree with that compared to some where we saw really big numbers at the beginning like truck race at texas and then smaller or ones that are really, really like small, and then suddenly we have one that's like double, triple, quadruple, you know, the distance, which I just never understood that. And I still am not a fan of the cautions afterwards. Just let them keep racing. They can still get points. But Tony Stewart in the booth with Mike Joy and Clint Boyer again. Tony's really good there. 
Uh, Rusty is going to be in there in Dover. I really like that. Rusty is my guy. Still got his old Winston Cup Miller Lite team jacket hanging up right over there. I'm excited about that. That was my guy. So that's going to be really cool next weekend, but that's next weekend. This weekend, we got to see Bobby Allison, Donnie Allison, and Red Farmer being the Grand Marshals and giving the command. It was a nice touch. It was great to see them. Was it the greatest command you'll ever hear? No, but at their age, just to see them up there still going and what they meant to the sport was fantastic. And that was a nice touch regardless of how you feel. As long as you appreciate where the sport came from in the history, you'll appreciate that. So I like that. And it was also Kevin Harvick's 800 start, which makes me feel extremely old. That's how I'll put that. Made me feel really, really old. That he hit 800. We had Denny Hamlin on pole, Almirola the second. And fun fact that I also didn't know, that was Denny's first super speedway pole, which is just amazing when you think of it and all the success he's had Yeah, at Daytona and doing this, that he's never been on a pole at one at all. That's yeah, crazy. I mean... Daytona's been on lockdown, at least for the 500, you know, with Hendrick for you know a while now, but he's been there long enough. It's really crazy. That was his first. And we also saw Austin Sindrick, Todd Gilland, and AJ Allmendinger to the rear for unapproved adjustments and another big middle finger to front row for putting, you know, I mean, to have another car to put him in the 36 so he could make sure he had to help him, Todd, fill out his whole thing, you know, the whole season worth of races so zane could take over the 38 for that race instead of just having zane in the 36 and it, like that is the dumbest shit like ever so and i'm glad he keeps out racing zane every single time by a large margin i hope he keeps doing it because they're doing that kid dirty because he did good in his rookie year compared to where some people have done he did fantastic you know in, the, in that equipment especially and for him to already have this going on his next you know second year is dumb so said what I said. First big stupid of the day for NASCAR came with Michael McDowell going around exit of turn four. I think it was at the end of lap two. When, I mean, we can all agree, no contact, no debris, no fluids, no anything. They just spun around, saved it, and got to pit road. And it took them four laps to go back to green flag. We had a four-lap caution for a one-car incident with no debris, no fluid, no anything off of turn four right there by pit road. He went down it. Boom. Like, open the pits the next time. Let him go if anyone wants to go on lap two, which no one would. And that like it should not take four laps to get all that in at all. That's absurd. And that's part of the problem, which pisses people off. Stuff like that in a million commercials, let alone the racing and stages and all of that. But four laps for that is absurd and ridiculous and just makes them look fucking stupid. They're, they're big wrecks that, you know, the cars and damage and stuff. And it takes them less time than that to figure out, especially at Talladega. There's no excuse. It took that long at Talladega. 2.66 miles. The thing's huge. It takes nine years to get around another green. Didn't need to take four laps. That was some shit. Um, we saw both Reddick and Briscoe with issues during green flag pit stops trying to get to pit road. Uh, I don't know why Reddick made the move he did. He was never going to make it. He came in hot, mauled the wall, but car so stiff and solid that it didn't cause any damage, and he carried on. I mean, at least not really any. You can barely tell. Briscoe had problems, couldn't get it back started, threw him out of contention, but he did come back. That was, yeah, so those two had problems there. I really don't know what the mechanical issue is. I don't remember them saying it, but they did fix it for Briscoe, which is good. And then Chase Elliott went on to win stage one. Logano cut speeding on pit road on green you know, on green flag pits, which made his day more hectic and out of contention. And for everyone, and we get to the move that he made when they were coming to lap him, and he split the pack down the middle. 
I'm trying to get up to speed with them. I mean, if people didn't lift, that would have ended a lot of people's days. And for a guy that, I mean, and I get why he did it, you know, try to keep himself ahead of the people that were one lap down. So we did get the lucky dog. I fully get it. That was some of the dumbest shit I've seen in a very life. If someone did that to him and ended his day, he'd be losing his mind. We all know his head would explode if someone did that and cost him his day, but he did it. And again, we all understand it. I just don't like it because that could have went south really fast. And we know he'd be crying if they did it. Uh, it worked for him, thankfully, but he'd be pissed. We know it. I know it. You know it. They know it. He even knows it. That was dumb. It worked, thankfully, but that was really dumb. Uh, Elmerola won stage two after that, after a great move late to get it right before the line from Chase Elliott. And that's where, you know, the pretty much decent non-rec fest stopped and we got to a bunch of stupid. Stupid started and it didn't stop. There was a lot of it, but before we get to that, shout out to Harrison Burton. If anyone could get this out to him anywhere somehow, I'd like him to hear this because, you know, I mean, Walter and I throughout the time last year reamed him a lot. I personally reamed him a lot just because I didn't think he was ready for the spot. I don't think he deserved the spot unless he proved that. And he hasn't done much better, but he did good at that plate race. He's, you know, he can plate race and he was up there news leading until he got, you know, hit in the wrong spot. And, you know, everyone get, you know, see, everyone loses it in those situations. So I can't hold that against him. He did a good race until that happened. You're off the nose of Noah Gregson. Funny fact, they're talking about how good Noah was at play tracks, and that was his thing. And then he spun out Harrison Burton like immediately as they were in mid-sentence. I thought that was a nice touch, and it worked out that way. But it was a good run for him. It sucks to see him, you know, him get out of the lead because of that because he really did run good. But shout-out to him. I normally yeah, got to give credit where credit is due, and he looked good. Again, he spun off the nose of yeah, Noah Gregson. Others got Austin Dillon, Zane Smith, and Austin Hill all involved in that. Joey Logano went around trying to jump the third lane. and Just garbage timing. Just where it went, no matter what. I mean, if he waited just a little bit longer to do it, they would have been more square, and they wouldn't have been at the transition there, so there would have been you know, more downforce on the car. It was just bad timing in a bad place, and crazy stupid blocks trying to get up into lanes to make things happen, and this is where we get which is what sent us to overtime. Sadly, you know, Corey LaJoy, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Harrison Burton, you know, who, Harrison Burton at least spun trying to avoid contact with Byron, but again, those guys all involved with that. First overtime, overly aggressive bump drafting, especially in the turns, especially literally as they restarted, like in turn one. So they're, you're watching this like that far away from the start-finish line, getting all crazy, overly aggressive in the turns there. Chastain tries to fill a gap. After Noah got loose from a hard slam from him, it was one of those dumb things that happened. The gap really wasn't there. I mean, Noah's trying to protect himself. It's just they put everyone in these situations, and that's when dumb shit happens, and people lose lots of money for cars because this is how you go and lose a lot of them. Uh, but that was when the Larson and Priest contact happened. I'm thankful it was the passenger side door. I'll talk more on that later, but I'm glad that Kyle Larson, when he came across the pre-set him on passenger side, because you could say there's more protection on the driver's side, but still those bars aren't meant to break. Like things are welded together and they take barrel rolling. Like the force that he had to get hit by, that was in the driver's side. It doesn't matter. That was not ending well 10 out of 10 times. No matter how much extra, a little bit of protection there's there, that was a hit. 
and glad that you know he walked away from it because the breaking bars in roll cages from impact and you know priest you know we saw him jostling around so hopefully his brain's okay after that because that was a hell of a hit and it's not a good look to have that happen but you know it is what it is hopefully they you know walked away we'll see if any uh questions right you know Anything comes out throughout the week for any of them, but big hit, big scary hit. And then the second overtime, they made it at least through the white flag. Bubble was leading, made crazy block, got turned. Just the name of the game in these things. Crazy blocks. Dumb stuff happens. And it's what happens. It's what they set up, especially in overtime. You know, you got to go. You got to be the guy there in case something stupid happens because that ends it. And this is what happens. I mean, that's exactly what happens. He rooks, took out a bunch, big one, ended the race, but he did take responsibility for it, which is good. We always hear me bark about his attitude and his mental, you know, game. He was an adult that time. So congratulations and shout out to Bubba. Get that to him. Cause I normally, I know I bash him, but maybe he acts like a pestilent teenager. I think he deserves to be called out for it. He's supposed to be a grown ass man in the sport. I got no problem with me doing that. If you do, tough. But Kyle finally gets the win in one of these, you know, first win in forever there at Talladega. And this time in all hell broke loose, it wasn't him in it getting wrecked. It was someone else, and he took advantage. So Kyle Busch got the win. Ryan Blaney second looked good all day. So good to see Blaney up there. And again, they were on the track a lot. So, you know, when a pit stop thing, or anything, it's just the way the racing is there. And, you know, I still don't think I'm the best. I said no on Jeff Gluck's poll. Was it a good race? And that's because... You know, it's not supposed to be track position, track position, track position at one of these tracks. It's supposed to be the equalizer people. It's supposed to be able to move and get runs and do all this stuff in different lanes and do that. And, you know, and it just guarantees stupid at the end. Like I was watching it going, no, just like the Xfinity race. No, no, no. And she's looking at me going, well, I'm like, oh, but it's going to happen sooner or later. And, you know, so it's not my big thing, but. Blaney second, Chris Buescher third, Chase Briscoe brought back to fourth after all those problems on those first stops there, early stops. So good for him. Brad Kozlowski fifth. Yeah, made it through that last one. I was hoping he did. I was glad to see it. See both RFK cars in the top five. Great for them. Great to see it. Eric Jones sixth, William Byron seventh, Christopher Bell eighth, Daniel Suarez ninth, and Todd Gilliland getting a tenth. He should be in the 38, and Zane should be getting the extra cars. The end. So far, he's outraced him every time. This time he was in the same equipment as Dega, but look at all the other times. He's normally much better. You know, I don't think he should learn, lose his ride to get him experience there. They should be able to find him another ride like they did for Todd to put him in a 36. Just my take. But another shout out to JJ Yelly, got an 11th. Great run for him. And Ty Dillon, I normally give him a bunch of trash, but he made it through everything, finished 14th. Congratulations to him. Because again, I normally call him out because he hasn't done anything to, you know, prove why he still has a damn full-time ride. And yet here we are. So shout out to Ty Dillon for getting a 14th. Points coming out of Christopher Bell's first, Ross Chastain's second, 12 back, Kevin Harvick's third, minus 20. Now their names include Brad Kozlowski, 12th at minus 64. McDowell is 19th at minus 129. Ty Gibbs, 20th at minus 132. Bubble Wall is 21st at minus 140. Todd Gilliland, 22nd at minus 142. Chase Elliott's 31st at minus 211, and that's after missing six races. And sadly, he is ahead of both Noah Gregson and Ty Dillon, who have both run all 10 races and not four. Which is a very bad sign, a bad thing for them to be, you know, 
behind a guy that's missed over half the season and you've run all the races full time and in decent enough because look what you know Eric Jones and Corey LaJoy have done. So granted no issues getting started. So can't fully blame him, but Ty's been driving these cars for forever and been in this car last year. It's, hasn't shown it, but a good run on Sunday. So I'm gonna leave you out of that with him. You know, some closing arguments and stuff here. I don't like the only being two lanes most of the time. I don't like it like that now. I miss you know three lanes of people going and it not being you know a track position race people keep saying it and doing it and you, know, you just can't get through the field like you used to. And you know I'm doing all stuff like that is you know a lot of what people are complaining about and the racing isn't as good. And this is just one of those things. Is the racing still good? Yes, but Two lanes, people afraid to go three wide, people afraid to move over from a single file to even try to make a run to get to the front. Like, yeah, I appreciate people. Do, the dumb moves, no, but people are like afraid to even try to make a run something. Where the hell does that get anything? It does nothing for the fans or them. They just stay where they are. And I don't like that. I think the racing was much better before. I'm thankful that Larson took them on the passenger side of his car. Regardless, again, like I said, those cages and those welds are not meant to break at all. And was the driver's side broke like that? I mean, it's still been the same force. And God knows, you know, what would have happened then. But, you know, we've heard all the drivers last year with all the injuries saying, you know, it's going to take someone dying for them to care. And I don't want to see it come to that. But no matter what, you can't deny that that, that was driver's side. That could have been catastrophic. So glad to see that didn't happen. And glad to see Bubba take the fall and responsibility and handle that whole thing like an adult maturely again. We've seen him. Yeah, you know, what he did to Kyle Larson, we saw him freak out a few weeks. Like, he's normally reacts like a jackass. And this time, he at least took it like a man, so it was my fault. And again, it was those races, last lap. You got to be a front case on stupid happens to caution flies, so you get the win. You got to make crazy blocks to be able to do that. And, you know, it's just the respect level is lower. And, you know, people do do a lot dumber, like, move. They just do them all race long. And... You know, it causes a lot more chaos, which is what a lot of them want. I, you know, personally like just seeing good racing and not cars barrel rolling, but to each their own. But it was good to see him do that. So if someone could get this to him so he could hear that part, you know, that'd be great too, because he did, you know, do good enough to deserve those nice words. But that's where I'm going to leave it for the day. So make sure to check out the rest of them to include the one from the Supercross from Saturday night, which is out now. And don't worry, there's still Formula E and Snowcross to come. Formula E races were great in Berlin, by the way. So, you know, but those are to come, so be on the lookout for those as well. Make sure to check out the Substack. I like writing up there. I like hearing everyone's feedback. So, you know, check that out. Subscribe, join the mailing list. That helps. We're, you know, the podcast available Apple Podcast, Spotify, Spotify for Podcaster, Slash Anchor, Good Pods, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Audible, YouTube. Rumble, it's on BitChute and CloudHub when they're going up new. When they get scheduled, they're not on there at all. Or if they don't work, sometimes the sites just won't even let me get on there to put this stuff on there. But all of those, all the time, so make sure you you know, jump on, subscribe on any of those, whichever your favorite is, and share the hell out of every single one of them because you know, that helps and it doesn't put any money into big you know, Facebook or any of their pockets to help with any of that because they already have enough money. Word of mouth and hitting the share, retweet, whatever button is the easiest thing. Rate all the shows on those apps as well on Facebook, because that helps. Check out the socials, Racing with Jesse Rosinski on everything except for TikTok and Twitter, which is Racing Rosinski. So make sure you check 
have TikTok and Twitter. I put a lot of stuff on TikTok. So follow Racing Rosinski there. That's where all my updates and all kinds of stuff go to because I can get it out quicker and the platform's easier to function and use. Uh, more to come. Again, Formula E, two races there and some snow cross still comes. So be on the lookout for that. And I appreciate all you. So thanks. Do everything you can for me. I'll do all I can for y'all. Until we meet again, I'm out. Deuce. Peace. Bye.